This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer. Old country boy, Trailblazer, riding old Dan, my old faithful pony Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. And we're bringing you this series of studies we just started in the last two or three days on divine healing. My friend, let me just say here, Satan is a living reality. He's not a, he's not a booger man. He's not someone standing on the side of the road with a long red flannel underwear suit on and a pitchfork in his hand and horns coming out of it. No, sir. Let me just briefly, let me just briefly tell you about Satan. He was the anointed cherub. He was the highest created angel in the heavens. He led the worship of the universe. You go there and read it. And I'll give you some scripture references next time, maybe. Until sin was found in him, he aspired to be like God. Did you know he's never lost that aspiration? He's never lost that idea of being God, not being like God. He took the Lord Jesus Christ up on a high mountain, and he said, you worship me, and I'll give you all that you see. Now, my friend, listen. We're dealing with the greatest created being that God ever created was Satan. And he's alive and well, my friend. Surely he poses under a lot of different facades. But my friend, he hates the gospel. He hates the Lord Jesus Christ. He hates anyone that preaches the gospel. He hates these messages where we expose his, his uh, techniques and his tricks and all of those things. He sits here in this little studio of mine on my shoulder over there on the side somewhere. And he tells me, the old trailblazer, he just, just got through telling me this a few minutes ago. He said, old trailblazer, you're going to offend a lot of folks. And some of those folks are inclined to believe in divine healing. They're going to cut you off. They're going to quit sending you money. My friend, I have to be true to God's word. Satan's telling me that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm going on. I'm going on. Lick it to split. That's right, my friend. Did you know the old trailblazer has been on the air for many, many years? And the Lord has never failed us to supply the money for the broadcast. We're on Monday through Friday across this nation with the trailblazer. And then we have the voice of truth, Pastor Shelton's messages. We air every Sunday, and the Lord has supplied the money. The general theme we're looking at is divine healing, true and false. And I want you to follow me, if you will. I believe I have a gracious audience out there, folks who understand, folks who will be patient with me as we go down the road. But if you will follow me through this whole series as we deal with this doctrine as set forth in God's Word, I know that everyone who loves the truth of God's Word wants to know the truth. And if you listen to me, and I want you to check every statement that I make by the Word of God. I don't want to, you to take my word. I want you to take your Bible, have it there by your, by your Jim's corner, if you will. Check every reference, every statement that I make, because I'm going to give you, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, my friend. Oh, I was so blessed sitting under Pastor Shelton's ministry for many years. And I might just mention this to you. We have four or five hundred of his messages in print, in booklet form, and we give those away People give them out in the, in the drugstore, in the hospital, in the jail. If you'd like to do that or see a little more about what Pastor Shelton preached, you write me, and I'll send you a packet of his booklets. We call them booklets, and uh, it just pointed and to the point. And as I told you, I use his booklets to glean from, to get many of these truths that I bring in, add what the old trailblazer's heart comes to see from, from my own experience. But I want you to stay with me. Uh, I don't want you to take my word for it. And I'm going to give you, thus saith the Lord. When God's word speaks, there's no argument. 
Now let me repeat that again. I'm dealing here with doctrine and not in personalities. I'm staking the reputation of this ministry as a Bible student, as a true church of God, radio speaker, on the truth of God's word. We do. We back it up with God's word. Now, my friend, I know there's lots of error out there. I know, and we're going to refute some of that. I face a tremendous problem in attempting to set forth what God's word teaches on this subject because so many have their minds made up, and I ask you not to do that. Just open your, let your mind stay clear and stay free. I know there are some who will listen and some who will hear and believe God's word. Then we come to this question of divine healing. We face the fact in the very beginning that these modern cults that stress divine healing are by no means uniform in their teaching. Some are more radical than others. I have examined much of their teaching and do not plan to waste your time and mine by taking up each one, but rather deal with a broad scope, the broad principles which apply to them all. First, let me say frankly that much of the teaching which has been given out on the subject of divine healing is definitely unscriptural. I'm not going off on this half-cocked. I know what I'm talking about, and I'm studying as I go along also, reading everything I can find. There's not much written, but everything I can lay hands on, I'm reading the pros and the cons for and against. For example, the majority of those who emphasize divine healing insist that it's in the atonement. They mean by this, on the cross, Christ was as truly our sickness bearer as he was our sin bearer that he purchased healing for their body as well as salvation, and that therefore every born-again believer has the same right to appropriate by faith the cure of bodily diseases as he has forgiveness for his sins. Now, this is definitely contrary to the Word of God. We're going to show you that in our next two studies. It's our purpose here today to take up the fact of divine healing and show you that divine healing is taught in God's word. I asked you to lay down everything and listen. Pastor Shelton used to we'd have a broadcast early on Sunday morning. He'd say, come on, mother, lay down your pots and your pans. Come on, take a seat over there. And, uh, Father, put your newspaper down now and, and listen here. The old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul. The four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as we know them, tell us that the Lord Jesus Christ raised three people from the state of physical death. Now, did you know that? Were you aware of that, my friend? Only three. The young daughter of Jairus, the widow's son of Nain, and the brother of Mary and Martha, whose name was Lazarus. Now, let me just repeat that again. The Lord Jesus healed or raised three people from the state of physical death, namely the young daughter of Jairus, the widow's son at Nain, and the brother of Mary and Martha, whose name was Lazarus. Christ healed and cleansed those afflicted with that dread disease of leprosy. He healed them completely. He healed many who were blind, deaf, and dumb. He also healed by his divine power those who were paralyzed of long standing, also those with dropsy and with different forms of insanity, and many who were afflicted with fever. One day he healed a man with a withered arm that was so dried up that it hung lifelessly by his side, but he was completely restored. 
One day he restored an ear, which had been severed by the stroke of a sword. No scar was left. I believe if you'll examine the record closely, you will find that probably every disease and every infirmity known to man in those days was healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me call your attention to this fact, that of all the individual cases which Christ healed, no two were just exactly alike. Some suffered more than others. Some came to him personally. Others he went to. And then others had their needs presented by relatives and friends and loved ones. We find that some applied to him in faith, and he said, Be it unto thee according to thy faith, and he healed them. Then we find that he healed others who made no appeal. Most of those healed were Jews, but some were Gentiles. We find in our study that the greatest praise was given by the Samaritan who was healed of leprosy. Then we find that the greatest faith was displayed by a Roman officer and also by a Syrophoenician mother who interceded for her demon-possessed daughter. Is this interesting to you, my friend? I hope it is. We're going to stay with thus saith the Lord. We're going to go right down the line. And uh, then we're going to look at the methods he used before we run out of time. We find that he often healed by touch. Sometimes he healed without touching the sick one. He spoke the word and the work was done. At another time, the sick touched the hem of his garment and was made whole. If you will study God's word closely, you will find that most were healed in his immediate presence. Others were healed being miles away from where the Lord was. You will also find that Christ never used all in his healing. But from Mark 6.13, we find that his disciples no doubt used all. Then you will find that he sent one blind man to wash in the pool of Siloam after he had covered his eyes with clay made of spittle. Then he spit on another man's blinded eyes, and he saw. Again, he put his fingers in the ears of a deaf man, and the deaf was made to hear. Now, you may ask the question, Pastor, Trailblazer, why did the Lord do it this way? The answer is because he's sovereign. He does as he pleased. No doubt he did it to show us that he was not bound to any form. He did it as it pleased him. Did you know the Lord's still doing that? The Lord's saving one here and one there as he pleases. As it pleases the Lord, the Holy Spirit does a work in your heart, does a work in my heart, does a work in the heart of the average individual, shows him that he's a sinner, shows him that he's lost, alienated from God. As the scripture says, and you, and you, oh, my friend, you and me, and you hath he quickened. Quickened, you know what that means? It means he's made alive. Every sinner is dead, dead spiritually. If you're not saved this morning, you're dead spiritually. That's right, you're just walking around dead. You are. But my friend, I wish you'd stay with me now. We're going to get back into this in our next study. And then let me ask you, if you would, mention in our last study that we have Pastor Shelton's booklets here, about five, 600 messages that he brought over his lifetime. We put them in print, and we give them out. We print them out. We have our own printing press. We print over half a million of them a year. We send them all over the world, folks that write us. And they're used for evangelizing, evangelistic work. Pastors write us for them, and, and they, they use pastors. I know pastors that use Pastor Shelton's messages almost verbatim, and that's fine. I'm happy. I'm glad they do. But if you'd write me, I'll send you a pack of those to give out to your doctor's office, the drugstore, wherever you can. 
But remember, the old Trailblazer's address, the old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye, and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. Blessed Savior.